What's our fucking cue for the day, bro? Dude, I got. Uh, <laughs> you got many. Well, okay. Fuck. See, I see what's happening. I changed my shit. I got some questions right here. There's a whole folder full of questions, mm-hmm. and some of them are real, real specificy. Some of them are super chill. Like one of the most common questions asked multiple times over by multiple people is what do you use at home? What's your coffee brewing setup? Mm. People seem to be really curious as to how we make coffee at home. Okay. Which could be so many ways could be really casual since I did just buy a new coffee brewer. Wow. Look at that. Is that a Bonavita coffee brewer? It's not. Is it's it a Breville? What is it? Okay. So that is the OXO or OXO. Mm. I don't know how you say the brand name, but they make like kitchen supply shit. You've probably cool. seen it all over the place. Sure. It's like that. The branding is just what it sounds like. A big O, big X, and a big O. So I was looking for a new brewer, and I had this super specific checklist, which was very short, but just it had to be all these things. One had to be SCA certified brewer, Great. which back in the day, there were only a couple of them. Like the Technivorm was the first one that I heard about. And, the and then the Bonavita was like the real popular one. And right. now there's there's a few. There's a few. I yeah. mean, there's probably close to 10 right. from looking, which basically means they put their stamp of approval on it because it can deliver brew water temperature consistent brew water temperature of a certain degree. So throughout the whole brewing cycle, you're guaranteed to hit within this temperature range. I can't remember what their range is. It's like 200 to two, whatever. Right. Which most theoretically, most like cheaper brewers will start brewing right away. Maybe the brew water is a little colder initially or like it falls off. Sure. I've never measured brew water temperature on uh, Mr. Coffee, coffee brewer. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, that's yeah. So SCA approved, SCA approved. And then the second thing I wanted was it had to brew into a closed carafe. Yeah. So the Technivorm, which I think is a really good looking brewer and with a lot of cool carafe options like the glass. It looks kind of mid-century modern. It looks super sick. This thing looks pretty normal, but also good. Technivorm is open brewing system. So it brews into an open carafe, mm-hmm. which I like hot coffee. I know, I know you some, like it super hot. I like it. The temperature, like as close to brew water temperature as possible. Yeah. Obviously you're going to get some like temperature loss from the absorption of the coffee, but I want that shit hot. I want it to brew into a closed carafe. Yeah, I mean, so you like a hot, you used to have microwave that mocha. I used to microwave the mocha. I used yeah. to microwave the shit out of my coffee. Yeah. Dude. Hot as fuck. Super sick Santa Cruz story. When I lived in Modesto, we would come and watch shows at the Catalyst, right. which is our club downtown Santa Cruz. You would see pretty eclectic. We went to go see mostly like emo music, but they had good hip hop shows too. Mm-hmm. Like you could see hieroglyphics and or the Get Up Kids back to back. That's true on any given weekend, which is pretty cool. So we would go get coffee beforehand, and we go to Lulu's, which was down on Pacific, like a few blocks away, and they used to have, I don't know if they have it anymore, but they had a microwave on the guest side of the counter, like on the condiment stand. I'm sure they don't have it anymore. They probably don't have it anymore. too many of the, the homeless population probably go, do cup of noodle, that thing. I mean, for sure, the pandemic pulled it. So yeah, I don't know how long that. they ran it for, yeah. but I'll go get coffee. They had a little back patio. You sit out there, you drink that shit. I'm like, you know, I think I need to microwave this shit. I think I need to hit it with a little 30 seconds in the box. And I would go in. One more time. It. I'm like, all right, let's go to the show. Let's <laughs> <wag and I'm laughs> drink this by the time Sick, I get to dude. the show. So pumped. So, yeah, I like. He likes it hot. I like hot coffee. Yeah. And 
Well, it has to be hot to make the best coffee anyway. You got to get that extraction. Also, I want to taste the range. Like sure. If I get it and it's lukewarm and I get it, all you motherfuckers out there, it's like, well, coffee really opens up when it's closer to your you know, you don't body need to temperature. It's like, that. I get it. Yeah, okay, we, we understand how tasting works. Yeah, Thank you very much. Been here for we'll a talk second. about that as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but I want to taste it from really hot all the way cold. I have no problem drinking it cold, but I need that warm mm-hmm. experience. So... Um, where the hell did I go? How did I get there? Oh, closed carafe. Closed yeah, carafe. <laughs> closed carafe. I was like, where'd you go? I don't know where you bought it from, dog. Technivorm and the Bonavita have an open carafe where you brew into an open carafe and then you screw the lid on. And that just seems annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Now, this gets into the third portion of what I was looking for is I wanted something as minimalistic as possible. So the brewer I had before was the Breville, right. which brews into a closed carafe. But that thing is so fucking beefy. There's so many parts. There's so much oh, plastic right. that it acts like a heat sink to where when I would brew into that thing, I would brew a blank batch just to warm everything up. Because uh, even the filter basket has like two or three pieces in them and they're all insanely thick. Right. Like it's really, really beefy. Yeah. And I was just, ah, it's too much. And you wanted a thinner, you wanted for a thinner whatever situation. reason, I, I don't know. Even I was playing with the gold cup settings and I was playing with that one. You can adjust the temperature and all that stuff. Yeah, and I, made, I, I did. All, yeah. And I never got it to taste exactly how I wanted it. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's not quite there. So I got rid of that thing. So I was like, I want something as minimalist as possible. And this has that where it's the basket in it is just super basic and the carafe. Cause on the Breville one, I mean, picture this. So usually you're brewing from a basket into a carafe. Right. And on the Breville Precision Brewer, there's like this middle piece that's like this intermediary between the two where the basket snaps in and then it oh, goes right. through this extra thing before it gets into right. the carafe. And even the lid on the carafe is just, it's got a lot of material. Yeah. So that, I, that carafe over there looks the same as the Breville one from here, pretty much. It, it looks like a hybrid between it and the Bonavita one. Yeah. It yeah. kind of is because it does have that closed. Right. top but it doesn't have that weird little middle piece yeah and the basket on the top is just way chill it's mm-hmm. not as much material so it's not as or it doesn't feel as beefy does it uh does it only brew or sorry does it only drain if you slide the carafe under yes yeah yeah because i would do like a pre-infusion thing with my because i do have the breville same one as you did but i would do a pre-infusion so i don't put the carafe under until after the bloom was done yeah this but, thing's got a pre-infusion built into it i'm yeah. not sure how long the cycle is yeah but yeah you can take you can also take the carafe out. Not that I ever do it while it's brewing. Yeah. But it is kind of cool to be able to like do what you said, just kind of mess with it a little yeah. bit. I, the, for the first part, I let it like fill itself up and I let it sit there for like the one minute bloom time. You can set it in the custom. You can customize it, at least on the Breville that we had. And so I'd customize my bloom temp time and then drop it in right after that. Yeah, that's what I finish. used to do with the Bonavita. But since it had that open carafe. You can't really as easy. What I would do is I would turn it on. Yeah. For 10, 15 seconds and until off. you see a little bit of water dripping in there yep. and then turn it back off. Can't do that with the Breville because the heat, it's too hot. And it, once you do that, it actually has to cool off enough to restart because it's supposed to be so temperature stable. Oh, that's so it'll, funny. You can't brew back to backs with the Breville. The other thing that's weird about the um, Milk Master and the Bonavita Brewer is that even the water dispersion... Mm-hmm screen or shower head or whatever yeah. is semi open. Like that system's not closed mm-hmm. either. This shower head is kind of cool. It's, it's way wider than all those other brewers. Like That's all those smart. other brewers have like a really small, yeah. Um, dispersion to, like, screen. Totally. 
And this one is probably, I don't know, what is that? Three or four inches or something like that with holes all around it. Right. So when I was brewing in the other ones, I would kind of make this mound of coffee. Right. So, you know, to get the mass of the coffee uh-huh. closer to the center of the shower head to get as even extraction as possible. But on this one, it seems, I mean, I've only had it for a couple of weeks. Right. I don't really know. But it, it is a much bigger thing. So I went on this brewer hunt and this is kind of what I came up with. And a bunch of people asked about it. I posted a picture of it on Instagram and a bunch of people were like, what brewer is that? What brewer is that? Is that right. the OXO? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes, it is. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm not endorsing it or anything. I don't know. I'd have to brew with it for another month or so before I could say, sure. but it feels pretty good so far. It has like a single serve accessory. So yep. you could put a smaller basket in the brewer basket and put a like a Kalita wave filter in pro, there. Pour over option. Vibe, yeah. You know, yeah. exactly. Automatic pour over vibe. Yep. You could That's do cool. automatic pour over vibe. So the whole, the whole situation. And then when you do the automatic pour over vibe, you just basically like slide this thing over on the basket that turns off that yeah. clicky stopper. So you can, you can brew with the Kalita wave filter into the standard carafe, or right. you can blue brew bypass the whole clicky button, Straight brew it right into a cup, cup if you want to. So it was cool. And it was like 150, 160 bucks, which is about the same as the, isn't the Breville a hair more? And the, I think the, the Breville is more for sure. And then the Bonavita is like a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So it's right in that. It's like your mid, 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 mid range. It's right in that standard mid range SCA approved brewer. And it it just hits your design element specs. It looks pretty good. It looks standard. I I mean, it looks a lot like the Bonavita. It really does look like the Bonavita from here. It's a teeny bit smaller, I think. And I think it looks more finished overall, but the top looks thinner as well. Yeah. I think that's because it's got like the the whole closed carafe design and everything. Got you. It just, it's like tighter together there's less floating parts and you're you like your design elements which i was kind of bummed at the technivorm stuff because like, damn that shit looks good like right. why don't you guys make a closed top brewer maybe they will now i you better what's your problem <laughs> tell I me mean, tell them on. about it you guys are the original and i saw when i was walking in that you were making yourself a nice french press french press yeah i don't make that much french press no but you just did so i just cool. did but yeah. you, you did it like kind of pour over style too <sighs> here's the thing dude you're talking to jared and myself like we have everything like you yeah, have everything in your house play, right? yeah it just depends on what i want to do which is almost always just batch brew well whatever home brew coffee i brew i brew 40 ounces which your quick math on that if you want to have fun which i always think this is fun let's have fun i mean just for the people at home if you want to if you want to try to like do your your little calibration like an ounce of water is about 30 grams of, of weight. So I've said that before, but that's always fun. So for me, that's 40 ounces at home and I'll use about 73 grams of coffee to that, which is approximately 16 and a half ratio, one to 16 and a half when it comes out. And which, it's great. which line do you fill it up to? Like it cup literally line. says 40. So like okay. it's the, yeah, the cup line cheese. What are they? Do? I think if they did five ounce cups is what they seem to do. Right. It's Aren't five they? ounce cups. So what is that? Six, eight eight times five is 40 that's correct yep that's correct so that's an eight cup even eight though cup. it's not eight cups right it's more yeah. like four it's four american cups four american cups <laughs> uh and i i honestly i brew more than i need to every time because that's where i've found that it tastes the best the sweet spot is key so that's the thing for me is it's like i do it comes with a gold basket which is cool which i like so that I, is cool i put the gold basket in there and i do put a filter in a paper filter on top of that gold basket and then i brew that that one to 16 ratio I customize the whole thing. So I set my bloom time, which you can set. It's a minute and 30. And I set it for the 
you can set the flow rate. I don't actually know what the difference is because I set it to slow. It's like so fast, long medium, slow. Yeah, and I set it to slow. It's not even a long brew altogether anyway, but... I left mine on slow with that brewer I did slow always. As well. Yeah, slow I think tasted the best. And then I turned the temperature up to 208, which that's as hot as it gets. Because I feel like they all brew fast. When you're talking they batch do, brew for the amount of coffee that's coming out of there, it doesn't take very long. No. And so that's what, what happens is over that first bloom time, which it's cool, it tells you... It's digital, so it'll tell you like where it is in the cycle, which is unnecessary for most people, but I because I know it and I see it, I oftentimes try to apply something to it. So like that bloom time is it'll brew. I think it's 10 ounces of the water and then let it sit for a minute and 30. And during that time, I keep the Cambro, the, what's it called? The, yep. The carafe, the carafe. That's the word. I keep that away and I let it sit there and that's its pre-infusion. Then I slide it in for the rest. Cambro's cool. That's cafe speak. Yeah. Cambro's for the big kids. Big kid speak. But that's what I do with that and it's great. And then now it's, it honestly comes down to playing with grind setting and things like that to make it optimized. You make that pretty much every morning? Yeah, pretty much. And then I just, I, it ends up being like a waste. Like Brit will have like four ounces. I'll have eight to 10. And then if Nicole's home, she'll drink some. And then sometimes I'll give the girls like three or four ounces with some, some uh, milk and stevia, which they like. I've been brewing batch brew on the weekends. Yeah. So Saturday, Sunday, nice day. Jenny and I have coffee together. Mm-hmm. So I'll brew a bunch of coffee, but pretty much Monday through Friday, I'm on V60 mm-hmm. with the Commandante hand crank yep. grinder. And have the whole shit set out like it's the last one of the last things I do before I go to bed. So you're ready to go first. As thing. I'll set it up, yeah, I'll set up my cup, the V60, get the filter out, put the grinder there, the bag of coffee on the counter, the, everything's just like ready to go. It's ritualed out. So I get up and then just grip it and rip it. And I've been doing the um, preheat mm-hmm. jam. So pulling the cup, I have the Bonavita kettle. Pulling the top off the kettle, yep. setting the V60 on top of mm, the steamer. kettle, and then flipping the cup upside down and putting it on top of the V60, and then turning that on so while the water preheats, it just preheats the whole... Steams everything. Steams everything. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll do that when I'm brushing my teeth, and then when I'm done, everything's good to go. Yeah. The only thing about that is since the lid's not actually closed, the kettle won't ever turn off. Ah. So one time I got caught up, and the shit was just pouring steam out everywhere like and I had it under the counter and it was like the whole thing was just, just completely saturated. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to say, I think that's, that's generally my setup. Like I've got the AeroPress and I've got all the other things, but the, the one thing that I don't do anymore at home is I don't grind my coffee at home because of the, uh, the speed at which I typically go through it. And then the coffees typically just get better tasting with age. So the EK grinder is better than, any other grinder I get. So I just grind at work personally and then I'll drink it over the next almost up to 20 days, depending on what, I, and I, it's all intentional if I want it to. So for instance, we have the Gitche Thaini coffee that we just released from Kenya's psychotic and we've been working on the roast profile and it tastes the best that I've ever tasted between like 16 and 20 days. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't like sit on it for a while. So that's been really fun to do. And I know that's like, for some of y'all out there, it's like common core. We all know that we do that. But but I've also found I don't need a grinder at home since my Baratza broke a while back. I didn't replace it for me because I can go to the cafe and just grind my stuff. Well, I think the grinder question or the grinder situation is a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Because it's a question that a lot of people ask. 
isn't grinding my beans right before I use them always the best? And the answer is yes, if right. Like the whole, like all things being equal, yeah, sure. So if it's you've, your value, if, if you got an EK forty three at home, absolutely grind them right before you use oh, them. Oh, that'd be the best for sure. But if you've got a whirly blade grinder at home, or even a cheaper burr grinder at home, coffee's probably going to taste better if you grind it on a professional grinder at the cafe. Like have the people who you buy your coffee from grind your coffee. Right. Try it out. You'd be Super surprised. Yeah, for me. I mean, that's part of it for sure. And then obviously it's a nicer grinder. Then the other part of it is I like to try the coffee, how the, how the average person would. You know, we're so used to having it perfect, the perfect water, the perfect everything. And so I have a Berkey filtration, which is properly filtered. And those are gangsters. So I'll try that. But then I'll also just do tap water sometimes. And it was fun. Actually, in San Diego, there was a Whirly Bird grinder. Uh, we went and did a little staycation there and I, I ground some of the same Kenyan coffee. Like I brought it to all the places and tried it with their just like tap water. Did you shake it? Uh, oh yeah. You gotta yeah. shake it. You gotta shake sure. it. Shake it up, you know, invert it a little bit, flip the whole thing, shake it around. And the coffee was singing everywhere. And that's to me how, you know, it's in a happy place where it's not only good on the certain, you know, it can't just taste amazing to the coffee professional in the perfect setting. It needs to taste good elsewhere. And so that's part of the gig for me too, is I'm always like looking for the, the non-perfect delivery and, and how it works. Cause I'm thinking of the guest. Yeah. What, the consumer. What's the normal average right. human being going to experience what's my when mom they taste gonna it? Taste? Yeah. What's mom going to taste like? Yeah. I gave her some over the weekend. She liked it. She drank it black even. Dude. She drank it. No cream. Go mom. I know. I was like, okay, okay. And then, and then I had to start tasting. And then I was like, I wonder what it tastes like with cream for, for Rick. Cause Rick wanted it. With Rick likes it creamy. He had a raw milk with it. And so I had to get that it right. And it worked. So, Hey, we're in the zone, man. You'll never be my dad, Rick. You'll n- <laughs> it's physically impossible. It's physically we're impossible. We're not blood related, but you know what? Science says you, no, but I think you're a great person. You've been crushing it recently. You know, Let's Rick, be real about you, Rick. You're, you're cool. I'm really balling with We're having a great time talking sports. There you go. Watch, dude. watch the Warrior game. It's feeling good. Rick loves talking it. Knee injuries and running. Whole nine. Dude, when you get older, it's cooler to talk to other older people about all their knee injuries. You can do marathons still? I can just complain about everything. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. It's delicious coffee wherever you are. You don't need a machine. There's no mess. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed and nitrogen flushed so it stays fresh and it's got a unique immersion filter that's ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staple, so there's nothing between you and your coffee experience. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee at steepedcoffee.com. We'll have a link in the show notes for sure. You can ask your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or have your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you want Steeped stuff full of cat and cloud goodness, you can snag that in our retail stores here in Santa Cruz and on our website worldwide. Basically, Steeped is doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portion, pre-ground innovation. Uh, what's What else is going on in the setup? Oh yeah, my grinder is Barata Encore. Mm-hmm. I've had it for probably a billion years. It's a great grinder. It's a great grinder. It just keeps going. Shout out to Barata. They have great customer service. They make replacement parts for all their grinders. So if something craps out, you can totally replace it. My burr carrier broke. They sent me a new burr carrier. Got it fixed right away. 
I got the Commandante hand hand crank grinder that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. and then other, yeah, everything else. I got AeroPress. I got all the stuff. I got uh, flat whites, crazy square dripper, right thing. I got, have that origami dripper. Is that what it's called from yeah. Slowpore Supply? They sent. They're doing something. Is that what it's called? I don't know. There is a origami origami dripper. Maybe I should have drank regular coffee instead of this decaf Why, you're not, bullshit. You're not as jacked up as you're supposed to be. Well, I don't think I'm look. as jacked up as I'm supposed to be. Slow, uh, but those are the ones. I've got the elusive blue clever dripper barista camp edition. Okay. I post pictures of it every once in a while, and people are like, "Where'd you get that?" Got it at camp, dude. Got it right here. Got right it at camp. Now. What is it called, dude? It is. Oh, it is the origami. They just sell, they sell the origami drippers. They sent me one. That, oh, cool. that was Let right. me see it. I wasn't wrong. Um, pulling it through. Hold on, hold that that one. Yeah, origami dripper. Oh yeah, those That's things are one. cool Same looking. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean. It's like a V60 with ridges. Yeah, exactly. Takes Ruffles a V60, V60 filter. Yeah. And they all, here's the thing. You can make amazing coffee with all of them. You just, you have to do it. <laughs> and that's, that's where I'm at. And they're all fun for their own little things. I rarely brew the same way multiple times a day. Same. Like no fun. I do V60 in the morning. There's no way I'm doing my decaf with it. Yeah, right you already now. did it. I was like, I did it already. Yeah. I got to do whatever. I wish I would have done AeroPress actually. For the decaf, yeah, because you're doing such a small amount, you could have pulled it off with a yeah. little, more, little more punch, a little more, ooh, a little more, grind it a little mean, tighter and right, oh, take it up a notch. And that's what you need to know out there is that they're all going to do their thing and like accentuate something a little different. So you make it good or not, the brewer doesn't, and then they all have this thing. I I like the AeroPress because it's that mix between espresso and and drip coffee. It's like yeah. that right happy place. It gets a good bit of depth to it. Yeah, it's and like it's, more depth than an americano for me. And you can fun. Oh. Yeah. Like a, I mean, it's one of the, in my opinion, it's one of the best ways to have like the most exciting cup of coffee at home. It also responds really well to different grind settings. Right. So like you can play with it more, which French press doesn't seem to, even though they're both immersion brewers. There's something about the plunging, the actual press Pressure. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes the shit jump. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of fun to do, which <laughs> is to actually, is to get really like, precise to make to optimize the french press because i don't take the time like i used to because the other ones you know like the french press is going to taste good almost no matter what because it is essentially like quote-unquote cupping not but you know put yeah. it in there push it down drink it where every other one you can taste the differences pretty and you can in the french press too um, don't get me wrong you just it's i've trained myself not to attack it the same way as i do every other brew. no anyways. it's like lazy coffee yeah i mean it's lazier coffee for me than even the batch brew you're just fine. And then I was messing with it for a while, you know, doing the little swirl, little stir, or oh, I'm gonna skim it, oh, whatever. Yeah. Because I did that kind of a the brewer's cup. When mm-hmm. I did brewer's cup, that's basically what I did, which was three individual French presses. Right. And then I brewed immersion, broke the crust, skimmed it, but then poured it through a Hario wood neck filter. Right. Because I wanted to con- the control of full immersion brewing, but with the cleanliness, clarity yep. of a cloth filter, and I was like really into cloth cloth filter at that time. I was like, oh, I'm so. Into I mean, cloth if the cloth filter filter's right clean, I like it better than the paper filter. But it, I do too. But it's you just can't a keep it fucking clean. pain it's in the ass. Yeah. It's like you, you get a few it. goes, and then you're just like, oh god, I keep it in the fridge in this bag, and yeah. it's brown. Then I gotta wash it or so use dumb. some oxyclean on it, and then right. make sure I totally rinse it out and. It's just a hassle. Yep. I ain't got time for that shit right now. <laughs> Maybe if I was doing a competition again. That's, I mean, that's when you do it. But that was that was pretty fun. I remember that same year, Sean brewed French press in the immersion circulator, like sous vide style. 
I like remember that. French press canisters sitting in this immersion circulator. Water's just like going around and he's like perfectly stable brewing water temperature. We were all doing such fucking ridiculous shit. That's what you gotta do, dude. That was the year I, I made the Zabayon on stage. I was like, I'm doing two different brewing methods and I'm grinding with a rover. <laughs> like it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh yeah, you were grinding with a rover. Conical burrs, bro. Conical burrs, better cut. Such a pain <laughs> in the butt to dial in, dude. Such a fucking train wreck but you know shout out i mean that's that's kind of a fun thing to do those when you brew them through there but that's why eks are sick now you just I mean, throw the good. proper amount of coffee through there and you know it's exactly where it's at that thing i just like the flavor but you lose mm-hmm. there's 15 20 30 grams lost somewhere <laughs> inside, inside that thing. it never comes out ever you make again. a grind adjustment you grind out like 35 shots of coffee all, burr, yeah. burr. all for totally all shit's for all little. heating up but Bruce's competitions you got to do what you got to do to win Dude, I won. I got the plastic little trophy that said first place. <laughs> Someone was bummed. I won't say their name, but they're like, dude, first place, huh? I had a tablecloth and everything. Oh, this yeah. is the first year of Brewers Cup. And people were, dude, people are fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> Brewers Cup. Okay, I get that it's not as intense as the barista competition because you're brewing. There's one course, you know, sure. you're brewing three cups of coffee for a set of three judges. It's right. not, you know, multiple espresso, cappuccino, the whole thing. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on a show. You know, I can't just show up and brew. People are just bringing brewers and yeah, brewing on stage. Boring is I'm what like, they're doing. You guys are fucking out of your minds, dude. What are you doing? So yeah. I got the tablecloth. I got the kit. I got the yeah. whole thing decked out just like a barista competition stage. Like you should. And I beat someone by maybe a point or so. And they're like, you only won because you brought a tablecloth. And I'm no. like, hey, who won, bro? I brought the tablecloth <laughs> and I got the W. I don't know what you want. Maybe you should have brought a tablecloth. <laughs> maybe you should have followed the rules better maybe. than I did because that's what happened. I followed maybe. the rules the best and yeah. I won. Maybe you should have just gone above and beyond. <laughs> it wasn't... <laughs> Maybe we should have been better. We're friends. It's all good. But it is funny when, when those things happen. It's like, hey, everybody had the same opportunity well, my coffee to bring better, that tablecloth. Your presentation was better. I'm like, it's total package Nobody here. Cares. Everybody yeah. in this room knows how to brew coffee. Let's not pretend like like everybody in here can brew fucking coffee. It's not What we're doing is not incredibly complex here. It's, we got a little bit of coffee. We got a little bit of water. Hot water, brown water. Brew time, nice grind setting. Everyone's got their cool little weird twist on it. Looks you know? like my twist a little hotter than my your twist. twist. <laughs> my twist just landed. In fact, mine must have got him turned a little bit. And you're They're like, oh, I like that. I like that coffee. Brew it again. This guy really brought me somewhere. Brew it again in the finals round. Is that emotional? Is that physical? Take it to the next level. I feel nurtured. You know, they both tasted the same, but yours touched my soul. Whoops-a-daisy. And that's just how it went. Touch the soul, become a winner. Become a winner. Did you watch that movie, Soul? I didn't like it, it that fine. much. Yeah, I thought it was kind of lazy it for Disney, fine. honestly. I, it was an adult movie that wasn't for kids. I, I know it was short. It, they like needed way more character development. All yeah, I kind of felt like they copped out on the on the character development. Yeah, I feel you. And it was, you know, the message was the same message. It was good, and then it was fast. Yeah, they, was like, they did not brew it with a one to sixteen fully developed. It's no, a right grind setting. It was not part. a SCA approved movie. The dancing hippie on the corner was one of the funniest parts. Today. That dude was on point. He was in his zone. Go watch Soul if you got an hour and a half to it's, kill. Yeah, it's short, but that's the coffee coffee there's, setup, there's which is coffee setup. everything. Oh, he well, looks mean, over at the linear mini. That's fine. There's linear mini over there. 
I mean, it's amazing. Is that the coffee setup though? That's another thing. I don't use that thing hardly ever. I used it a lot when the, at the beginning of the pandemic and it's super sick. It's the event espresso talk another time. It's the event murder. Yeah. Maybe we'll call Scott calendar and we should do, we should do a whole home espresso thing. Cause that's going to be the real, but yeah, I mean, coffee dude. I mean, people ask what's the best, what's the worst. Like you said, there isn't one. It's all just fun. It's all just fun. And you're going to want coffee at home. So Find what you love and make it really good. And that's going to come down to all those other details that we kind of brushed over here. But I think you probably guaranteed you learned something if you paid attention because there's some some little idiosyncrasies that we have because of who we are that you could you could try out at home. And and then at the end of the day, you know, hot water, hotter, the better for real, though. There's no such thing as too hot of water. So there's your there's one of your tidbits to take with you. Grind setting is going to affect the flavor in its own way. So find your best bet there. I'm not going to walk you through that too much except for whatever. Too fine equals too bitter and mold and too coarse means too sour and watery. And that's like as much as I'll leave you with for now. Do you ever fuck up? Like not anymore because it's also, I mean, yes, if the grind setting is too fine and I don't like it as much, which I've been playing with a little. I fucked up so hard at my brother-in-law's house, at Jenny's family's house, because I thought I was a fucking champion of coffee you're the coffee guy yeah i'm the coffee guy so we're having i think it was thanksgiving dinner maybe a couple years ago i was like don't worry about it i got the coffee we're good had all the coffee brought it with me they have a cat and cloud subscription so they use our coffee already right so they drink coffee all the time they got pour over batch brew the whole kit and i grind a little bit of coffee on the grinder it's a barata burr grinder and i look at it and it just looks really really coarse and chunky and my barista brain kicked in, and I was like, this is way too coarse. This is like big rocks over here. This is, this, this is all bad. I was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to blow their fucking minds. <laughs> so I start tinkering with the grinder. I tighten it up, tighten it up, tighten it up, grinding out little samples, samples, until it looks like mine looks or yeah. looks close to what you would see in a cafe. And I was like, ooh, baby, we are getting down. So I throw it in the batch brewer. Brew it up, and I was like, can't wait to taste this. S- swirled it to de-stratify the whole thing, which you should do. You know, you brew into your carafe, give it a couple swirls, pour it out into a cup, tasted it, and it was the most disgusting shit that I had ever made. It was so incredibly strong and <laughs> so intense. And what I'd done was I made the mistake of visually dialing in on a grinder that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So for everybody wondering about when I'm spending so much money on a grinder, what am I getting? Basically you're wanting your grinder to deliver a relatively uniform particle size yeah. and do that over and over and over and over again, which is going to give you really p- predictable extraction. So when burrs get older and older and older, that particle size tends to get less uniform. Right. So what you have are really fine fines, but also really big, chunky, coarse things. So I looked at the grind and just saw the really big, chunky, coarse things. And I was like, oh, it's way too much. But I didn't ignore, I I totally ignored that there were like, you know, fines hiding in there somewhere that were going to severely over extract and make the coffee way too strong. It was like powder in there. Yeah, yeah, it was just like powder in there. And you can tell because... you know, if oh, Google Google grit. finds yeah. Google finds migration and just get lost in the sea of nothingness for an hour and a half. Good luck. 
you know, and I was kind of scooping back the ground coffee and I was like, oh, geez, there's so many finds buried <laughs> under these Sneaking boulders. through everything. So everyone was like, I'm ready for coffee. And it's I had to be, be like, minute. just going to tweak one thing. <laughs> I dumped Pour out like two batches there. of coffee <laughs> trying to start over real fast. Oh, yeah. It was a nightmare. I, I mean, I have done that at other people's cafe, or cafes, houses too, where it's like, oh, this is different. I've definitely done the move where you make it too fine and it's too strong. Or uh, that's actually always the move is to think that you know better than the person who brews on the thing every single day. Right. It's like I went to my dad's house and I tried to do the same thing. That's when I did it the first time. I did it at Thanksgiving once. And then I realized, okay, I'm going to keep it pretty close to what they're doing and just get the ratio right. And then I'll taste it. And then the next day, because I usually brew it like two days in a row. So the first day I calibrate and then the second day I make it better. Boom. Yeah, that's what you do. You got to taste that shit. You got to... And then you just don't tell them. And then the next day they're like, wow, this is so good. Dude, I felt like the biggest loser. (laughs) When we were down in SD, I went and went to my friend Jimmy's house, who he's got this Gaja home espresso machine. It's basically like a Ranchilio Sylvia. He's actually got a Sylvia Steam Wad Mon on it. Okay. We've been talking about latte art, and he's been learning how to pour latte art. I've been, you know, texting him pointers and sending him the videos, and he's been doing really good. Right. And he was like, "Oh, you guys gonna be down here? What's your day rate?" And I was like, "Bro, I'll come by. We'll get you dialed in. You'll be pouring like a boss. No big deal." And roll up over there, start making some espresso, start steaming some milk. I'm like, "Damn, all right, it looks good. It's like, you know, it's the little engine that could on the steam one. Yeah, barely getting there." And I start pouring, and it's just terrible. Like, I'm just so bad. I'm, like, totally acclimated to the Strata or the Linea Mini, like a professional machine. And I was like, oh, man, the milk looks really good, but it's acting totally different. So this dude's been pouring lattes for, like, two months, and he's making better lattes than I am, and I'm feeling like the biggest dipshit ever like dude don't worry about it man we'll get you dialed bro i'm a pro couple championships between me and it it stressed me out all day i went to the bathroom (laughs) and came out of the bathroom after we burned through all our milk and i was like you know what you know what i was thinking is i think i need more elevation above the liquid because the milk's not integrated it's diving too much and it's not setting on top of how I, w- I want it to. So it's almost like I got to get that intermediary between like diving and drawing. And it's that happy medium. And he's all, are he's you all, still talking about your lattes? <laughs> yeah, he's all, what are you saying right now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> Yo, this is what professional baristas do. I just can't help myself. <laughs> I you, need to draw out a little bit more the you, dip doodle. And do you follow my lingo there, normal person? No? Okay. Cool. I felt like I was on arrow, dude. You have failed this city. <laughs> I was like a bad representation for professional baristas everywhere. You're all, aren't you glad I didn't make you pay my day rate? <laughs> my day rate, it's a couple thousand bucks for me to suck ass right in front of you. You can make fun of me in real time. You provide the milk. <laughs> <laughs> but same shit it's like he even though he's new he knew his equipment yeah perfectly that's the thing because the people who practice it and that's the thing I, now that i go to my dad's i'm like look you do it because he doesn't have scales or any of that stuff and i just watch him because he knows how like the proper ratio and then i just tell him hey make it a little stronger tomorrow if you can and just add like a couple more teaspoons or something ridiculous yeah because do he pr- doesn't care anymore i pride myself on being able to make awesome 
espresso based drinks on any machine. So totally. that was a big ego blow. Although I did make the coffee taste really awesome. Right. Well, and that's part of the reason why I talked about the, what amount of grams is per ounce of water because I had to figure that out. So I could make good coffee no matter what, whether I'm camping or whatever, it's like, cool, this is about that much. Great. I can put about that much coffee in there, give or take. And, and now I believe I'm pretty confident that as long as the grind settings, right, which I'll try to take care of somewhere else, <laughs> uh, I can probably brew some of the better coffee all the time anywhere, which makes me feel pretty good. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Tell your friends about me. <laughs>